All of the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords for the segment. We're joined by Adam in the studio. Good morning. Good morning, Lena. Happy hump day. Happy hump day indeed. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> why are you all the way up here? I don't here? know why I'm doing this tone. And you've committed to it, and now you can't go back, can I you? I can't go back. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're in good spirits, though. I'm always in good spirits. All right, uh, let's turn our attention to some of these major headlines, uh, hopefully clarifying some of these major uh, keywords for our listeners. Let's start with our pandemic coverage. This is our first pick of the day. Back to school. So Korea's new COVID-19 infections have surpassed the 200,000 mark for the first time. This grim milestone comes as schools are set to resume today. Yeah, just the timing of it is causing a bit of concern, especially among parents, right? Mm. Uh, but if we look at the latest numbers, nearly 205,000 cases were reported uh, as of 9pm yesterday. That's up by more than 71,000 from the same time the day before. Now, the total number for Tuesday is expected, uh, Wednesday rather, is expected to rise further as daily cases are counted until midnight. Uh, we are in the middle of the week. It is a hump day uh, when, when cases tend to be starting to rise mm-hmm. uh, because of the further testing. Now, the uptick is mostly in line with various expert predictions. So, yes, the numbers are very high, but uh, it's not really that surprising. Mm. Um, there has been a rise in critically ill patients, though, as well as deaths, which have been causing a bit of concern. And the government has also decided to temporarily suspend the enforcement of this vaccine pass system from today, in fact, on uh, 11 types of multi-use facilities, including restaurants and cafes. There's My been QR a... code disappeared rather quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, Have I, I, haven't, I haven't even checked <laughs> yeah. if uh, that uh, option is still there, but apparently it has uh, gone because it's no uh, longer needed. Sure. Uh, but that in itself has caused a, a bit of a debate among experts and the government as well. But uh, um, the rise in cases is causing concerns for school students, especially because they are going back to class today. Mm. Um, the Education Ministry is recommending all schools nationwide to provide full in-person classes um, under its new four-tier attendance scheme. Now, under this scheme, we've gone this through this before, but just to recap, schools are being urged to conduct in-person classes unless 3% of students test positive or mm-hmm. 15% have to go into self-quarantine. Mm. Um, but the ministry has allowed a two-week grace period, something we also mentioned before. During mm. this time, schools can determine by themselves whether or not to resume in-person classes. They can hold virtual classes if they want, and mm-hmm. that will course depends on the risk of infection um, throughout the community or mm. the school. Yeah. It seems as select schools across the capital region extended a survey to all the parents saying which mm-hmm. would you rather prefer and then they just went with the majority but right. it seems that everything needs to be taken in, in stride if numbers escalate to unmanageable numbers let's mm. say for example the ICUs fill up a little too quickly then mm-hmm. we might have to revisit these schemes and yeah. go back to more virtual classes too. That uh, certainly is a possibility yeah. Alright but for the time being schools back in session. They are back All right, turning our attention to our second keyword of the day. Ukraine crisis. Uh, Let's get the latest on the crisis happening in Ukraine. Day six of the invasion, Russia continues its attack on Ukraine's capital of Kyiv, killing several civilians, uh, cutting off communications and how information is spread through media, for example. That seems to be a big concern. Exactly. That's right. Uh, In the latest, at least five people have been reported to have uh, been killed in the airstrike targeting Kyiv's central TV broadcasting antenna and the country's main Holocaust memorial as well. On top of that, uh, 
and it comes after it warned residents that it was preparing to hit targets in the Ukrainian capital. And now the strikes crippled the country's TV stations and broadcasts. Um, harrowing footage, actually, if you've seen them online, uh, capturing the moment, you could see the huge TV antenna erupting into a, a ball of flames. Mm. Uh, and that uh, video has uh, pretty much been doing the rounds on the internet mm-hmm. uh, and quite dire uh, imagery. Now, the Ukrainian government says it will take some time for backup broadcasts to come online. And in the meantime, it also warned that Russia might actually try spreading disinformation Mm. through counterfeit broadcasts in the meantime uh, that those backup broadcasts are waiting to come online. Uh, Now, meanwhile, in terms of the advance of Russian forces, a huge convoy of Russian armoured vehicles continues to advance on the city. Um, Also, another attack, Freedom Square in central Kharkiv, Ukraine's second city, has also been hit by a strike that's killed at least 10 civilians, according Mm -hmm. to officials. Now, the attack included a long-range rocket that's fired at the city's main regional administrative building, which is actually a symbol of Ukrainian statehood. Officials say the strike was an attempt by Moscow to kill Kharkiv's uh, governor, in Mm. fact. And the governor has led the defense of the city, which saw off a raid on Sunday, in fact, by Russian forces, which were trying to seize control. But it seems to be holding out uh, Mm. for the time being. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, in its latest assessment, the Pentagon says Russian troops have not taken Kharkiv or Mariupol, but they have occupied nearby towns. A U.S. official also says a 40-mile-long column of Russian tanks and combat vehicles has, quote, stalled north of Kiev. Now, the column effectively has not moved in a day, putting it about 30 kilometers north of central Kiev. And uh, the Russians appeared to be regrouping six days into their invasion um, while dealing with what American and British officials say is a, a fierce resistance by the Ukrainians, as well as fuel and food shortages in the Russian forces. All right. So as you've said, it's an indication, at least according to experts, to regroup and reconvene and and see what their next steps will be. It doesn't Mm. mean that the strikes are over or these attacks are over. That 40 mile uh, long convoy of Russian armed forces, it's Mm. a pretty uh, dire image, a satellite Mm. image itself. Yeah. All right. uh, Numbers that are coming out of Ukraine, uh, they are also all largely seen as an underestimation. So Mm -hmm. I I do think we have to be mindful of that as well. Thank you very much, Aram. Um, Let's move on to our third Mm -hmm. keyword of the day. Wildfire extinguished. That was so much to cover, I thought I was going to let you go. (coughs) All right, on to our third story. The massive wildfire that gripped Korea southeast uh, has been put out after more than a day. Mm -hmm. So what's the latest? Yeah, so the flames were extinguished after 27 hours by some 40 fire helicopters and about 2,500 personnel. Uh, Authorities said the main fire was fully contained at around 6 p.m. yesterday. The target was trying to get the flames extinguished by the morning because the strong winds forecast in the afternoon Uh, but it does look like it took a little bit longer than they wanted now the fire started in Hapchan County South Kyungsang province and spread to North Kyungsang province and it caused evacuations of more than 500 people Luckily, no casualties were reported, Mm. but the blaze did cause 675 hectares of forest (sighs) damage, um, which is quite a vast uh, area. Now, 15 helicopters are on standby, just in case, and of course, firefighters are still on the ground. They're monitoring as well as extinguishing the remaining uh, fires or embers, if you will. All right, moving on to our fourth keyword of the day. Crypto market boom. The growth of Korea's crypto assets market continues to go strong, now exceeding 55 trillion won. Mm. 
Tell us the details. Yeah. Are you, do you dabble in crypto? I really do, do not <laughs> because I don't care much for volatility. I'm a, yeah. I'm a little bit too uh, safe, for, yeah. for lack of a better word. Yeah, but I, I'm, mean, I assume that you do. Uh, long term, though. Long term. I, mean, I don't do these uh, daily yeah. investments because I think that is, because of the volatility, a bigger right. risk. Um, right. it, it is kind of like a... A retirement plan, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> a risky one at that. But uh, yeah, but uh, it seems to be uh, the same for everyone else as well. Sure. There certainly is a, a popular uh, market that a lot of people are investing in. Mm. And the Financial Service Commission says the market grew to 55.2 trillion won as of end of 2021. Mm. Now, the number of users actually amounted to nearly 5.6 million. That may seem like a lot, but considering there's over 15 million accounts with these exchanges that are in the country, um, only about a third of them are actually u- are using it to trade. So I think uh, mm. the majority of people are kind of using it, locking in their assets mm. and not really mm. looking at it. Um, <laughs> like you. Like me, yes. Uh, and now, the numbers were based on data compiled from a total of 24 licensed cryptocurrency exchange operators in the country. I didn't know it was that many, but apparently there are 24 <laughs> licensed exchanges. And that's after many actually closed down after right. the government intervened a little bit. Exactly. So it seems like these exchanges are also uh, popping up as well. Yeah. Uh, daily transactions through these 24 exchanges reached uh, just over 11 trillion one on average. Their operating profits exceeded 3.4 trillion one combined. Now, Korean one-dominated cryptocurrency operators accounted for some 95% of the entire transactions. The rest are from coin exchanges. Those Korean one-dominated exchanges or operators are basically those where you can trade using fiat currency like the Korean one. The mm. others are basically where you trade in cryptocurrencies. Mm. Um, Now, there are currently four crypto operators that deal with one denominated currency by partnering with local banks to issue real name accounts for its customers. All right. And on to our fifth keyword of the day. Waste rise. Well, are you surprised during the Mm. pandemic? I think this just took a backseat to our environmental concerns. The amount of waste in Korea is piling up Mm. rather quickly and at an exponential rate. Run us through the numbers. Yeah, so waste in 2020 grew nearly 8% compared to the Mm. year before, coming to about 200 million tonnes. Now, Mm. the rise is mostly due to an increase in industrial waste Ah. and... Uh, mostly from construction sites and other businesses, of course. So we're not even talking about the numbers in the aftermath or during the worst of the pandemic. Right. That's kind of household waste. So it doesn't really take up a large portion of the overall waste in general, uh, not just in these latest numbers, because industrial waste, of course, has a a bigger bulk in terms of the (laughs) amount and weight of the waste. Yes. And so they took up the the largest amount, as they usually do. Uh, Of that amount, construction-related waste was the highest. Mm. Now, the the amount of household waste or, uh, has also been a contributing factor, not um, completely out of the picture. Mm. That's because, of course, because during the pandemic, more people have been ordering delivery food and also mm. parcels as well. A lot of people are doing their grocery shopping online right. as well, getting it delivered uh, to their door. I'm one of those people. And there's no way for me to go back to the old days. Right. It's just, it's so, if you live so alone, it's just so convenient. But yeah. when it comes to dealing with waste, that's an entirely different question. Exactly. Yeah. It does produce waste. 
waste uh, and a lot of boxes and plastic waste as well at that, uh, some which are uh, unrecyclable as well. Um, now, this type of waste increased at 6.6% uh, on year. Now, according to regions, uh, the ones that produced the most waste was Kyungi province at the top, followed by North Gyeongsang province and uh, South uh, Chungcheong province. So it's surprising that Seoul isn't actually on top of that list. But of course, as I said, it's mostly due to this industrial and construction waste, mm. which is elsewhere outside of Seoul. All right. Mm. And on to our last keyword of the day. Devoted March. North Korea has concluded a three-day conference of the ruling Workers' Party. Uh, mm-hmm. What did leader Kim Jong-un have to say? Yes, uh, he urged what he called a, quote, devoted forced march of the people, for the people rather, and their ideological education. Now, the party meeting is the first of its kind since 2016. It comes as the North tries to tighten discipline and unity among uh, party ranks amid uh, economic woes. It's basically trying to get all the ranks mm-hmm. in uh, working order. Now, the conference reviewed the past five years of work of the primary party organizations. The KCNA quoted Kim as saying, quote, from now on, they should make a devoted force to march for the people in order to preserve the dignity and prestige of our party, he said. Kim also urged the organizations to be humble before the people and consider their role a gift that improves people's lives. Mm. And he added that stagnation and retreat in the economic affairs can be recovered, but the stagnation and retreat in the education of people would bring irrevocable consequences. So he's basically putting a... Um, a stress on what the people think. All right. Mm. We'll leave it there for now, Adam. And finally, mm-hmm. I can let you go for real. Yep. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.